Uh, today we're beginning a series on the communion meditation uh, that's titled Jesus in Genesis. And yet the very first text is not going to be in Genesis. So you're thinking, how can that be? I'm a liar. But uh, I think you'll see the point. Uh, it will focus upon Christ in Genesis. And I'm hoping that at least uh, most of you will find at least a few illustrations from Genesis that you hadn't really put together that this was a picture of Christ in, in the book of Genesis. Uh, but today, like I said, we'll begin before Genesis, and in order to get before Genesis 1-1, we have to go into John chapter 17. In uh, John chapter 17, I'll read verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. So Jesus is referring to a time before time. And yet, when you go to Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning. And so we're not talking about in the beginning of anything prior to creation, right? That's not possible, because there is no time with God, and so there was no beginning with God. So when Genesis starts out in the beginning, we're talking about the beginning of time. And yet, what Jesus is referring to in John 17 is before that. So Jesus was present with God in the beginning. We know this. And let me share a couple of examples. I'm sure we're all real familiar with it. But in Genesis 1, we read, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So we say, okay, well, I see God the Father. I see the Holy Spirit, obviously. Where's Jesus? Well, Jesus, again, in John, we read, uh, in the beginning uh, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. So we know Jesus was there in that very first, ber- in that very first verse. In the beginning, God created. That's all three. That's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But now, how do we know about before that, before the beginning? What happened before the beginning? Well, Jesus was present with God before the beginning. And that's what he alludes to here in in, in, uh, verse 5 of chapter 17 of John. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. And then we read elsewhere how Jesus emptied himself. And what did he empty himself of? Not of power, but of this glory that he had with the Father before time began. Jesus is, and that's really the topic of this, the topic of this uh, communion meditation is Jesus is wisdom. Jesus is wisdom. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes this. 1 Corinthians uh, verses uh, 22 to 24, I'll read. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 22 to 24 Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. So Christ was the personification of the power of God and the wisdom of God. And then later in 1 Corinthians, just a few verses on, we read this. 
God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom. So Jesus became for us wisdom. Jesus was already wisdom, but yet he became for us. As you're saved, Jesus becomes the wisdom that you seek. He's the wisdom that was always there. He's the wisdom that has been ever-present in our world. And yet, we're unaware of it until we recognize it's really of Christ. Let me, and I wish I'd allowed enough opportunity for me to study this more thoroughly because as I began to dig into Proverbs, contrasting wisdom of Proverbs with Jesus, it's amazing how many apparent direct references you almost have from the Gospels that tie into Proverbs, connecting Christ with wisdom. But I'll just go through five of them. In Proverbs 8, and they're actually all pretty much from Proverbs 8, so I'm going to turn there and then flip around in the Gospels. So in Proverbs 8, I'm going to read verses 1 and then verses 6 through 9. Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. So this is wisdom in the mouth of Solomon being personified as a person. And so in Proverbs, you have wisdom referred to as a, as a person often. And here we have in John 18, verse 37, these words. John 18:37 reads, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. So the people that hear the truth are the people that perceive the wisdom in Christ. And that is what conversion brings to you, that ability to hear that wisdom, that wise voice speaking. Proverbs 8, verses 14 to 16. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. Wisdom. All of the power on earth is encapsulated in wisdom. It is invoked through wisdom. And again, we have from the New Testament in Matthew 28, 18, in the Great Commission, these words that Christ spoke. This is 28, 18. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority has been given me on heaven and on earth. It is by wisdom that all authority on earth rules. And all of that authority is Christ's authority because he embodies wisdom. Because he embodies the wisdom, he embodies the authority. Proverbs 8.17 reads this, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. That's wisdom speaking. But then in Matthew 7, 
verses 7 and 8 in the Beatitudes, we have these words, Jesus speaking this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. This is Jesus, again, being wisdom and saying, this is how you acquire it, through me, only through me. Proverbs 8, verses 18 to 19, says this, Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. And again, we turn to the Beatitudes, and in Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21, we read this. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So all of the riches riches and honor of the earth which is what appears to be being spoken of in Proverbs 8, is actually the riches and honor that Christ promises in the gospel, right here in the Beatitudes. So see, the people, I believe, the Jews, were somewhat fooled by Proverbs. They read it only from its physical aspects, not from its spiritual aspects. But Christ is in here, in the wisdom of the Proverbs, in a spiritual manner. And that's why he could tell the Jews... You say that you know the Old Testament, but if you knew the Old Testament, you would know of me because I'm all through it. I'm all through the Old Testament. And the last one I wanted to share is again from Proverbs uh, chapter 8, and this is verses 32 to 36. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life. Whoever finds wisdom finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. And this is what Jesus said in John 5, verses 39 to 40. Again, in a reference back to Proverbs You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men. So Jesus is saying, you refuse to come to me, but I'm wisdom. I'm the wisdom that Proverbs spoke of. And yet you cannot find wealth through me. You cannot find life without me. You cannot find that apart from Christ. So Jesus is the wisdom of God, and he's been with God from the beginning, and wisdom is in this world, and this is the wisdom of Christ. It's just kind of hard for me to convey the, the, the extent to which that should affect what we do and how we think. Uh, all that we see, all the, all the wise people of the world, the intellectuals of the world, they're only benefiting from all that they're doing because of Christ. Christ is just woven throughout the fabric of our world, and yet even Christians really don't understand it. They seek to deny it. So when we're called to this meal, we are called to embrace the wisdom of God, which is Christ, to embrace life and free free ourselves, flee from death. We're called to embrace Christ and his offer of salvation, 
We're called to abandon our own righteousness as filthy rags and to take on the righteous robes of Christ. So when we come to the table, we embrace Christ. You can't come to the table and hope to achieve anything from God apart from embracing Christ. So I really feel bad for those Christians out there who think they can have what the Bible has to offer without proclaiming faithfulness to Christ. Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for the fact that you have made Christ the uh, foundation stone of all the earth uh, in terms of our salvation, in terms of the foundation of your church, but even in terms of the foundation of all of creation. Uh, You have woven the truth of Christ uh, into our world, and we thank you for this, Lord. We pray, too, that you would give us courage uh, to speak these words in the face of an obstinate, uh, unbelieving mass of people that don't understand it. So we pray, Lord, that we would, through love, uh, ministering in Christ's name, continue to proclaim the truth that wisdom, all wisdom, emanates only from Christ. We thank you now and ask you to bless this time in his name. Amen.